This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 304. In today's episode, what is contrast in relationship to your photography? Now, when it comes to photography, contrast is the visual difference in either tones, textures, highlights, shadows, or colors. The word contrast literally means difference. And in photography, the difference is in tone and color. It is most often measures the difference between what's black and what's white. And without contrast, every photograph would be too dark or too light. Whenever you look at a photograph and notice that the dark areas are very dark and the bright areas are very bright, that is when you, as the viewer, are noticing the contrast in the photograph. The contrast is when one area of the image is very different than another area. And with today's cameras, you are better able to view more with color contrast than ever before. Now, by playing with different colors, tones, and textures, you are able to make interesting contrasts in your images. And at the heart of it, contrast is all about the interaction between highlights and shadows. And if you master your photography, you can take things even further with the overlap between different types of contrast to make much more deep and meaningful images that are more complex and striking to your viewers. Next, let's talk about the various types of contrast in photography from high contrast to low contrast, and from color to tonal contrast as well. So first up, we have high contrast. Photographs with high contrast show a major difference between the darkest and the brightest portions of the image. One part of the image will be highlighted, while another part will be considerably darker. High contrast is when you have an extreme difference between the brightest and the darkest parts of the image. To give you an example, let's think of a silhouette photograph, one where there is a lighted background, but the subject itself is more of a darkened outline of what the subject actually is, such as a silhouetted portrait. Now, an easy way to try this out for yourself is to place your subject between your lens and the sun. In this setup, your background is extremely bright, and your subject is a very bold dark with no details. This is known as a high contrast image. To create a color contrast, think about shooting a sunset over the ocean. The sky is going to have yellow or orange and the water will be a bright blue. Now, this is an example of high color contrast. And we'll talk about color contrast more in a little bit. Next, let's talk about low contrast. 
Low contrast images are much more subtle than the high contrast ones, and they are considerably less intense in nature. These kinds of images still offer a high degree of contrast, but are much, much more subdued. A low contrast image has more middle tones and are about the changes in tonal range over the entire image itself. As an example, a low contrast image has black and white, but also has a considerable amount of gray as well to break up the radicalness of a high contrast image. A low contrast image is also much softer in nature with less intense saturation of the colors within that image. Think back to the orange sky from that sunset image and think of a more soft blue for the water and a much softer orange for the sunset sky. The overall image would be considered more mellow than the high contrast version that we talked about a moment ago. And the entire image would seem more moody as the colors would not, quote, pop as much as they would in high contrast. Now, to give you an example of a high contrast image, in the show notes, I have a photograph that I took a number of years back in Monroe, Georgia. And it's of a young boy who's holding the handle and staring in through the glass on the front door of a Jersey Mike sub shop. And you can see the edges and the lines of the door and the handle are extremely dark, as is the shore point sign on the glass. And yet the boy is more of a mid-tone. He's more of a gray. And then in the background behind him is the parking lot with the bright summer sun shining and some cars. And that is your, your bright area. So this one is could be considered either a high contrast or low contrast, either one, because it does have a lot of grays in the middle with the boy in his clothing. But it's a great example of contrast in photographs. Okay, so now let's move on to color contrast. Color contrast has more to do with the color wheel that you may or may not remember from back when you were in school. The color wheel consists of all the primary colors within the inner part of the color wheel and the secondary colors being on the outside edge of the color wheel. Again, the colors that are on opposite sides of the wheel are most in contrast with each other. To give you an example, red is on the opposite side of the color wheel from green. So these two colors are in high color contrast from each other. Red and blue are much less contrasted from each other than, say, purple and yellow, which are, again, in high contrast from each other. And the same can be said for blue and orange. Now, in photography, these clashing colors can be used to create beautiful color contrast. And they can really make your photos, quote, pop in the eye of the viewer. Additionally, you can make your subject really stand out from the background by having them dressed in a strongly contrasting color. Now, I'm going to take a break right here, and then I'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. 
The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com. And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag liamphotopodcast. And now back to the show. And we're back. Okay, so let me give you another example. Uh, Let's say you have somebody standing in a green field in the spring or summertime, and you have them wearing a bright red outfit. Those contrasting colors will certainly make your subject stand out strongly from the background. You won't get the same effect if they're wearing green or blue, because then their clothing will blend in too much with the background color of green. You can test this method in various daily scenarios, such as having someone with really bright orange hair stand in front of a blue wall. This is all about manipulating intensity, composition, and definition. And color contrast works best when playing warm and cooler colors off each other. And it will make your photos look much more eye-catching. Now, if you go back to the show notes, at this point in the show notes, I have another sample image of mine that I took a number of years back when I lived in Atlanta. And I was attending the annual Laotian New Year's Festival. And I have a photograph of one of the monks in his bright orange outfit. And then behind him are some streaming fabric banners in orange, or I mean, I'm I'm sorry, in red, green, and blue. And most of his body is in front of the blue color. So there you have color contrast because the orange, bright orange, stands out significantly from the blue background. All right, let's talk about tonal contrast. When it comes to tonal contrast, we focus more on the dark and light tones instead of the details in color. Your camera actually uses tonal contrast in its algorithms when autofocusing to lock onto a scene. The camera will do its best to detect a certain amount of contrast to determine how to make the image when you have your camera in automatic mode. Tonal contrast is most important when shooting black and white photography, as there are no colors to work with. Because there are no colors, your black and white images are going to have dark tones and bright tones, which in turn creates a high tonal contrast. To keep things simple, in a black and white photograph, the tonal contrast has to do with the range between pure black and pure white. In order to have a high tonal contrast, you need to have areas of pure black and pure white, and then also throw some grays in there to really make the black and white parts of the image, quote, pop. The next contrast we need to talk about is textural contrast. Now let's forget all about our colors and use another method of contrast in our images. You can also show high contrast in your images by having various textures within your photo. And if you combine a smooth texture like glass or smooth steel with a rough texture like brick, 
you can make a high contrast in your images using only texture. Now, one of the simplest ways to use texture is by having the smooth texture in the background. If you have a subject with a high degree of texture, put it against a soft background and you will get your textured contrast. And I have a sample of this, again, in the show notes, one of the images of mine that I captured at the North Carolina Museum of Art. And in the foreground is a sculpture that has an extremely rough texture to it. And then you have the soft and smoothness of the blue sky behind it. So they play off each other and you get a strong or high textural contrast. So if the background is soft and blurry with lots of bokeh, but your subject is in sharp focus, then you have created a great textural contrast that will be pleasing to the eye. The easiest way to accomplish this is to use a shallow depth of field with your lens. To do this, make sure your background is far away from your subject while your camera is close to the subject. The background will be soft and your subject will be sharp and you will get that textural contrast that makes for an extremely pleasing image. So give it a try. And finally, the last type of contrast I want to talk about today is called abstract contrast. Abstract contrast, you can get contrast in your images by playing with natural scenes. Let's say you see something like a single blooming tree or flower in an otherwise empty field. That lone tree or flower can be your subject of the image, and by using the empty field as your background, you have utilized abstract contrast. The tree or the flower will, quote, pop against the totally empty field behind it. Now, another good example would be a rusty nail sticking out of a piece of blue painted wood, like one of those blue palettes that you sometimes see. The silver of the nail and the rust are in contrast to the wood. And in this example, you have a combination of abstract as well as textural contrast, as the rusty part of the nail is rough, whereas the silver part of the nail is smooth. This kind of scene would make for an excellent macro photograph, and these are the kinds of things you can find easily all around you. Every day, just look, and you'd be surprised the different types of contrast you can spot in everyday life. So in conclusion, learning to master contrast is one of the most important parts of becoming a skilled photographer. Contrast is very, very simple to understand, but it takes time and practice to master it in your images. Once you master contrast, then you will be unstoppable when it comes to your photography, and it will be much easier to make images that truly stand out and are pleasing to the eye. Now, keep in mind that no one form of contrast is any better than the other. The types you use and how to make your images will be your personal style. Low contrast photographs can create a calm and soft mood, where high contrast can make your images seem more upbeat. To make those high contrast images, remember, it all comes down to your use of high contrast colors or textures. Use strong lighting for darker shadows and brighter highlights, and you can always shoot in black and white to throw everything immediately 
into high contrast. But remember, by taking the time to experiment with the different types of contrast that I talked about today, you will truly make yourself a much better and skilled photographer. Remember to check out the Land Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group, and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you're in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, that's going to wrap up episode 304 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you might be getting your podcasts. If you're not currently a subscriber, why not? It's absolutely free. It doesn't cost you anything. Just look for the show in your favorite podcatcher. Or if you've already got it pulled up in your podcatcher because you're listening to this particular episode, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. It's absolutely free. doesn't cost you a thing. And also, if you would, be nice enough to share the show out on social media with friends and family and encourage them to subscribe and give the show a listen. I've now got a back catalog of 303 episodes besides this one you're listening to today. So there is plenty of content for you to listen to. And podcasts are great for like the drive to and from work or on your lunch hour or as you're going about your housework at home or if you work in a home office, you can put the podcast on in the background while you're doing your work and just enjoy the show. Now, if you would, please also be kind enough to stop by the Liam Photography YouTube channel, subscribe to the channel, watch the videos, like them, comment on them, share them out on social media, and hit the little bell icon so you can be notified when new content drops. I do release a new video every weekend, usually on Sunday. And so if you subscribe and hit the little bell icon, you can be notified when those new episodes come out. As soon as they hit, you'll be able to immediately consume them, watch them, and enjoy them. And again, share the the channel out with your friends and family on social media and encourage them to subscribe and give my videos a watch. Give me some feedback. Let me know what you like, what you didn't like, what you'd like to see. And you can do the same in the podcast Facebook group. Don't forget to join the group. Now, you do have to answer a security question to join, but I've made it really easy for you. It's just mostly to weed out any bots and spammers. Um, So go ahead and post any questions or comments you have in the Facebook group as well. Or if you have an idea for a future episode or a guest you would like me to see if I can get on the show, you can comment on that as well. Now, just to let you know, yes, Skip Cohen will be coming back soon. I don't know exactly which week it's going to be. Hopefully, it'll be during the month of July 2023. Um, That's what I'm working on. Now, I'm not trying to spoil things or jinx myself. I'm hoping I don't jinx myself. I did also reach out to Chris Nichols and Jordan Drake from the DP Review TV channel and asked them if they'd be willing to come on my show. Uh, Jordan did respond to me 
on Instagram and he said he was definitely down with coming on the show and he was going to talk to Chris and see if he could encourage Chris to come on as well. So keep your fingers crossed. Hopefully we'll be able to have an interview with Chris and, and, uh, and, uh, John, <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. Jordan, I'm sorry, Chris and Jordan from DP Review TV. I love those guys. They make awesome videos. I highly recommend that you check out their channel as well. All right, that is going to wrap up this episode. I will see you all again on Sunday.